Welcome, and thank you for stopping by Biker Church, Wiley, Texas. Let's go on in and see what J.R. Franklin has to teach us today. Where do I go when there's no one else to talk to? Who do I talk to when no one wants to listen? Who do I lean on when there's no foundation stable? I go to the rock. I know he's able. I go to the rock. Run to the mountain, down the mountain stands by me. When the earth all around is sinking sand, on Christ the solid rock I stand. When I need a shelter, when I need a friend, I go to the rock. Where do I hide? Thank you, Pastor JR. Yeah, you. Good morning. morning. I am so excited to be here. I'm also very sweaty today. How many of you love the humidity? No. All the women hate the humidity because you have a bad hair day. I'm not only having a bad hair day, I'm having a bad hair day. Sticky day. So, anyways, with all that being said, 
Um, let me go ahead and say this real quick. Thank you for coming out to the Spaghetti Supper fundraiser. Those of you that were there, raise your hand for me. Yeah. We had a whole group of biker people. We were so excited. And they helped with putting everything up. They, um, Y'all are so generous to us, and y'all love us so much. And we just love being here, and we love being a part of, of the biker church. We're not members, but we're members. That's just how we're going to do it. And uh, I want y'all to do one thing for me before I start singing. In case you haven't noticed, bus driver's not here. Yeah, he had to work. So somebody has to work for a living. Bobby's going to be retiring, so he won't have any more excuses for not coming. So, so I'm going to count to three, and I want you all to say hello to the bus driver, okay? Ready? One, two, three. Hello, there you go. And I know he's watching because he's sitting in his pickup truck doing nothing. Um, They're going to kill me when I get home. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh. 
So I know this one. So just sing along. I'm going to break this thing yet. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore. Very deeply stained within, seeking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry. From the waters lifted me, now safe. Thank you all so much again for supporting me. I appreciate it so much. Um, but be like praying for us because <clears throat> this is allergy season. Amen. And when I woke up this morning and Robert called me, he goes, Ooh, you sound bad. And I said, Yeah, he said, You better get up and start practicing so that you sound halfway decent when you get there. Um, but just keep us in your prayers, um, traveling mercies. Um, God's truly, truly blessed this project. Um, I'm just, I'm an amazed at, at the people that have come out and supported 
my ministry. It's not my ministry. It's, it's our ministry. It's Robert's and mine and God's. And um, I thank y'all so much for it. So we're going to do another song. I know you guys know this um, because we sung it all of our lives. I know as Baptist folks really know it. Oh, wait a minute. I'm not Baptist. I'm a Christian. That's what I am. Right? Doesn't matter what it says over the door, right? Y'all ready for a mansion when you get to heaven? I'm satisfied with just a cottage below a little silver and a little gold but in that city where the ransom will shine i want a gold one that silver line i've got a mansion just over the hilltop in Wow. 
I got to vote for Charlie already. <laughs> Guys, we are blessed. And last night and this morning, well, since about five o'clock this morning, anyway, I've been, I've been dealing with Isaiah. Isaiah 49, as a matter of fact, Isaiah 49, y'all get there, say amen. We got some work to do and we got to do it quick. So y'all make it fast. All right. We got two amens. We'll start reading in verse one. Listen to me, all of you in off far off lands. The Lord called me before my birth for within the womb. He called me by name. He made my words of judgment as sharp as a sword. He also hardened me in the shadows of his hidden me in the shadows of his hand. I am like a sharp arrow in his clever. He said to me, you are my servant. Israel and you will bring me glory. Stop there for a minute. He said, Israel is his land. Israel is his land, but he's also talking to us. He's talking to you and me and all of us because we are all from Israel. We're all descendants of that, right? We all have a destination, right? We all have the same Lord. We all have the same God. We all have the same Savior. So he's talking to all of us, isn't he? So y'all need to listen because he's not just talking to Israel. He's talking to you. He said to me, you are my servant. This is Israel, and you will bring me glory. Who's going to bring God glory? We will. I replied, but my works all seem so useless. I have spent my strength for nothing and with no purpose at all. Yet I leave it all in the Lord's hands. I will trust God for my rewards. Pam just sang a song about that, didn't she? This ain't my land. This ain't my home. This ain't my place. This ain't where I'm going to get my rewards. Where am I going to get my reward at? I'm going to get my reward in heaven. Are you? Are you sure? Okay. Then there's no question about that, right? And now the Lord speaks. I'm in verse 5 for y'all can keep up with me. And now the Lord speaks. He who formed me in my mother's womb to be his servant, who commissioned me to bring the people of Israel back to him, the Lord has honored me, and my God has given me strength. That's some power right there. That's some power right there. Everybody in this room that feels like you don't have a purpose, raise your hand. <coughs> Good. All y'all have a purpose. What is our purpose in life? To bring God glory. <coughs> so if that's our job and that's our purpose, what are we waiting on? Uh-oh. Everybody just got quiet and faces went. We're waiting on something to tell us what to do, aren't we? We're waiting on our assignment. 
We're waiting on somebody to show us what we need to do. Well, hate to disappoint y'all, but you've already been shown. You were shown when Christ ascended back into heaven. He told his disciples, go into the world and spread the good news. Oh, but J.R., what's the good news? What are we supposed to spread? How about this? Let's try this on. How about Jesus Christ died on a cross? How about Jesus paid the price for your sins where you don't have to? What about Jesus went into the tomb and was resurrected? What about the fact that he went to heaven to prepare a place for us? That's what we're supposed to be telling people. Oh, but, Jerry, we hear that all the time. Preachers preach on salvation all the time. Preachers talk about getting saved all the time. People talk about it, right? Why do we keep talking about it? Because if I don't speak it and you don't speak it, how are they going to hear it? God said, go and tell them the good news. Now, yes, this Bible is full of truths. It's full of things we need to learn. But what is our main job as pastors, as preachers, as deacons, as Christian people, followers of Christ, what is our main job? Go forth and make disciples. That's my main purpose of life. Yes, I'm supposed to worship God. Yes, I'm supposed to learn as much as I can from the Bible. Yes, I'm supposed to teach y'all as much as I can. And it sounds like I'm talking about me a lot, don't it? But when I say me, I mean you. It's not just my job to teach the Word of God. It's your job. But I'm going to tell you something that's even more powerful than that. Preachers and teachers and people of God that spread the Word of God, our job is to teach you about Jesus Christ. What's your responsibility? Where's your responsibility come into this? Oh, somebody said the word. Say it again. Confirm it. How do you confirm it? By in the word of God. You go and find out what you're supposed to do. You find out how you're supposed to live. You find out what you're supposed to do with what you got. What tool do you have? Your Bible is your sword, but your tool is your own life. You got to share your life with other people. You got to share what you've been through with other people. Can I share what Mandy went through? No. I don't want to. I don't want to share Mandy's life. You know why? I've got my own to share. I got my own story to tell. I got my own re revelation from God. Can I tell you something? You got one too. You got a past, don't you? What is your past? How bad was your past? What did you do in your past? Did you serve God in your past or did you serve the devil in your past? Ah, good question, huh? But I can tell you this. The minute you built your knees down, you nailed before God and you asked Christ into your life, you crucified that life. Oh, I'm preaching something here. Y'all listening? You, cru you crucified that old life. And where does that past need to be? It needs to be in a grave, don't it? A dead something goes in a grave, don't it?
And if you want to resurrect your past, go ahead. It's okay, God don't care if you resurrect your past, does he? Oh, I'm preaching something. Y'all listen. God don't want your past. He wants your present and your future. Your present is what determines your future, not your past. Where you are today will tell God what your heart is about. And what should your heart be about? Pleasing God. Does He want your excuses? Does He want your reasons? Does He want your attitude? Does He want your doubt? He is your strength. He is your power. He is everything in you, and you need to tap into that. How do I find out about it? Ooh. I got to read the Word of God, and the Word of God is Christ's words, because Christ is the Word. And if I got Christ in my life, there's no reason I can't read the Word of God and understand it and live by it. Ooh, let me say it again. There's no reason I can't read the Word of God and live by it. Because Christ says, I can do all things through Him who strengthens me. On my strength, I can't do it. I proved that for 30-something years. Messed it all up. Half my life I lived out there in that world. And I did some stupid stuff. But if there's anybody in this room that didn't do anything stupid before they got Christ, raise your hand. Because I want to meet you. Lying is part of sinning, Mandy. <laughs> and, and Mandy's right. Mandy said something very important. A lot of y'all didn't know Mandy. A lot of y'all don't know what Mandy went through. A lot of people don't know what John went through. Dave went through. Keith went through. It doesn't matter who it is. You don't know their past. And I got another secret for you. It ain't none of your business what their past was. Your business is what they do after they accept Christ. Ooh, I'm preaching something hard this morning. Y'all gonna get mad at me and start throwing pulpits at me in a minute. It's all right. That's all right. Can't, whatever. Your name will change if you ain't careful, bub. Just, just be glad I even say your name. <laughs> Who said that? I still call you things I shouldn't. <laughs> the biggest thing I want to call you is long distance. <laughs> Where was I? See what you do to me? Y'all get me all messed up. The Lord has honored me, and my God has given me strength. He says you will be, do more to restore the people of Israel to me. I will make you the light of the Gentiles. I will make you the light. Who is he going to make the light? Y'all. And why do we need light? Why do we need light? To illuminate the darkness. Oh. Oh, that's good, ain't it? We're supposed to shine in the darkness to bring them light. What if we ain't shining? What if we ain't the light? What if our light's hidden under a basket? Or what if our light's hidden in a closet somewhere? Or our light is inside this building and it don't go outside? 
I didn't say that, did I? I didn't say that, did I? It don't matter what goes on in this room. There's a lot of light in here, but there's a whole bunch of darkness out there that needs to see what you learn in here. It ain't about you, boo-boo. It's about them. You don't feel comfortable? Get over it. You don't feel like you got the qualifications to do it? Suck it up, buttercup. Because God will qualify you to do what he calls you to do. Ooh, did I say that too? Yes, I did. God will qualify you to do whatever he sends you to do. Pam was born with a great gift of singing. But he gave her a light that he, she's supposed to sing for him. She could make it in the country world easy, couldn't she? Make tons of money. Oh, hang on. Don't get ahead of me, Mark. Don't get ahead of me here. The Lord, the Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel says to one who is depressed or rejected by the nation, to the one who is the servant of rulers, kings will send that spend attention when you pass by. Princes will bow below the Lord has chosen you. He, the faithful Lord, the Holy One, the One of Israel chooses you. Ooh, that's good, ain't it? He chose you. This is what the Lord said. At just the right time, I will respond to you on the day of salvation. I will help you. I will give you as a token and a pledge to Israel. This will prove that I will reestablish the land of Israel and reign it to its own people again. Through you, I am saying to the prisoners of darkness come out who's he sending us to who's he sending the church to those people lost in the dark can i tell you all that again he's sending us to the dark why is he sending us to the dark so we can bring light to them, to bring them out of the darkness into the light of God, into the happiness and the holiness of Jesus Christ. Yes, I preach a lot on salvation. Yes, I preach a lot about giving your life to God. And I'm going to tell you a secret, folks. Y'all, again, we can build a bridge and get over it. Because the last breath I speak will be to somebody telling them they need Jesus. Without Christ in our life, we have nothing. We are nothing. You see, God, God back in Genesis 1 formed the earth, formed the heavens, put light on the world, put darkness on the world, did all that stuff, and then he did something absolutely amazing. He reached down in the dirt, and he formed the shape in the dirt. Oh, I'm fixing to tell you all something now. Y'all listening? He took this dirt pile that he formed into the shape, and he did something amazing with it. He breathed life into it. Oh, Jerry, you don't know what kind of past I have. You don't know where I come from. You don't know what I did. You don't know how much I, I was bad, how bad I was. Was you dirt? If God can believe, breathe life into dirt, what can he do with you? 
He can breathe life into you just like he did the dirt. And the life that he breathes into us, come off this cross, and his name is Jesus. And when we accept that, we're born again. And we're not dirty anymore. We're not darkness anymore. We are the light of God. We are children of God. What's your self-worth about? Doesn't matter. What did you do before you accepted Christ? Doesn't matter. You know what matters? What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with your life now that God's got a hold of you? Oh, well, I don't know, Jr. I don't know what God wants me to do. Listen to my word again. Go and make disciples out of the nation and spread the good news. And learn to be obedient of the Word of God. And how do I get obedient to the Word of God? I get it through reading the Word of God. I get it through prayer. I get it through Bible study. Preaching of the Word. You don't have any faith if you don't hear it. What do I do with it, Jr.? Learn it. And then do something really cool with it. Spread it around. I guarantee you this. I drove through town this morning. And I looked at the gas prices. If I drove by CT's gas station out there and gas was a dollar nine cents, I told y'all about it. How many of y'all go running to it? Every one of you in this room that drives cars would be headed to CT's after church, wouldn't you? But I'm telling you something this morning that God said, you will have eternal life if you come to me. How many of y'all are willing to go? I give you better news than better gas prices. I give you something that nobody else can give you, and that's salvation through Jesus Christ. And if you don't want to get a hold of that, something's wrong with you. Something's wrong with you. Oh. I got wore out. Y'all are wearing me out. It's past time for a nap. I need to drink water, so y'all excuse me a second. Your honor, your glory, your life does not belong to you anymore. When you've accepted Christ, you don't belong to you anymore. You belong to the Lord Jesus Christ and God. He calls you to go, go sweep streets, go sweep streets. He calls you to go spread the word of God, go spread the word of God. He calls you to do whatever he calls you to do. Go do it. And here's a key, here's a key. Don't worry about what other people think about it. Mm. Don't worry about what everybody thinks about you. Because see, you only have to please one person. And that's God. If you're doing what God called you to do, you don't need no more glory. You don't need no more praise. You don't need somebody slapping you on the back and telling you what a good job you did. As a matter of fact, my best reward that I get from people is when they come up to me and say, man, you were all over my business. You was all up in my face. You was all in my grill. You stepped on my toes. Praise God. You leave here mad or upset because of what I preached? Maybe it was you that needed what I preached and it got on you and it's not my fault that you don't live the way God called you to. It ain't my fault if you don't understand the Word of God. At this church here, I don't know about other churches because I don't deal with that, 
But at this church, you got five days a week that you can learn about what God wants you to do. Six on some weeks. Some days it's seven, isn't it? What's your excuse? What is your excuse? I live too far away. I work too late. Or maybe it's just plain and simple this. You're not interested. Because a lot of people tell you getting saved is the only thing that's important. I'm going to tell you something. Getting saved is important. Without Christ in your life, all the rest of this stuff means nothing. But God's Word says that if you're not obedient to the Word of God, I will blot you from the book of life. And how do you know if you're obedient to God? How do you know if you're obedient or not? The Bible tells you what you got to do. Do what it says. Well, yeah. I get, I get, I go to a lot of places and I see a lot of Bibles on family dining tables or family coffee tables. And there's as much dust on the Bible as there is on the table because they don't open it up and read it. I like to see bright, shiny new Bibles. That means somebody's getting a new Bible. But you know what I'd rather see? I'd rather see a raggedy old wore out one that they got wire wrapped around it and tied off where it don't fall apart because that tells me something about those people. They've been reading it. Yeah, well. I like to see ink marks in Bibles. I like to see notes being taken. I like to see people nodding their head yes when we're preaching. I like to see people put their head down when something convicts them. Because one thing about this church, and I can say this with all honesty, when I walk through that door, the Holy Spirit steps all over me. When that Holy Spirit's on top of you and He's kicking on you, it don't matter what I preach or what I say. If God's talking to you when I'm preaching, that's what's important. Where do you find God? Anywhere you go. Or you should. How am I doing? Am I all right? 50? All right. I got to be careful because we're kind of stretching this out today. Chuck, get over it. Anyway, <laughs> Chuck hates it when I say that because <laughs> he knows it's going on. And I'm going to close in just a minute because I only planned on doing nine verses and I've already done 12. So, you know. I want you to listen to verse 13 really close. You ready? Sing for joy, O heavens. Rejoice, earth. Burst into song, O mountains. For the Lord has comforted his people and has commissioned compassion on them for their sorrows. How many of y'all are sorrowful today? How many of y'all are hurting? How many of y'all has got illnesses and sickness that needs to be taken care of? How many of y'all has got broken hearts? That need to be mended. How many of y'all got families that need to be put back together? How many of y'all have just your your life is not where you want it to be? And you're looking for a reason or a way to fix it. There's one way that I guarantee you works. 
I promise you it will work. Take it out of your hands and put it in the hands of God. You got sicknesses in your body? Give it to God. You got broken families? Give it to God. You got children that ain't doing right? Give them to God. You got husbands and wives that ain't getting along? Give it to God. Find out what God says about your life. Where are you supposed to be? What kind of attitude are you supposed to have? Are you supposed to be sorrowful? Are you supposed to be down in the dumps and depressed? We're supposed to live in the joy of God. And how do we live in the joy of God? Doing what he tells us. Obeying his word. Y'all got that? Y'all understand where I went today? I went from your salvation all the way to your glory. When do you receive glory? When you become obedient to God's word. You want joy in your life? Accept Jesus. You want joy in your life? Allow the Holy Spirit to work in you. You want joy in your life? Do what God said. Because through God, through Christ, and through the Holy Spirit, all things are possible. Everybody bow your head and close your eyes. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I, I hope and I pray this morning that the words that came out of my mouth touched somebody's heart. I hope that it touched somebody's feelings. I hope that it renewed somebody's faith. And I really pray and hope to God that somebody that heard these words today will accept Christ and come to the glory that is Christ and the knowledge that is Christ and that everything works out for the good of the kingdom of God. Y'all ready to receive it this morning? Just raise your hand and say, I need that today. I need God in my life today. I need more of God than I've ever had. I see the hands up across the room. I see hands going up everywhere. I don't know which one you're hollering for, which one you're crying out for, but God does. Do what I told you a while ago. Turn it over to God. I'm going to pray a prayer for you this morning. Dear Heavenly Father God, if there's anybody in this room that's receiving salvation, let it happen right now. Let them confess that they are sinners and that they need Jesus in their lives. Father, if it's Christian men and women that are raising their hand that they need more God, show them how to receive more God. Lead them to the Bible studies. Lead them to the, to the Word of God. Lead them to counseling with other Christians. Let them come back again and again and again and receive it until they get it all that they need. Put a burden in their heart that they need to learn more and receive more of the Word. Let it be done in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. You got a basket. I'm going to turn this thing back over to Pam. Let her do some more ministering to you through the word of song. And let her, let her bring peace to your hearts. I'm sure she's got something in there that she's going to share with you. You are? All right. Let's bring her back. Y'all welcome Pam back. And while she's singing... Michael is going to pass a basket around one more time. 
Now, Pam says she's going to Memphis to put out a new tape. But I know that they need more help because that's an expensive venue. So y'all help her out this morning. In Jesus' name, go, Pam. You know, it's funny um, that you stopped me right then to, to speak your message because this next song is everything about what you talk about. Really? I mean, everything. Um, you know, I stand up here and I look like I'm a cleaned up, nice, sweet little gal, right? Well, let me tell you something. I came from a past that was, what did you say it would do? I've done things that I may never, ever share with anybody because um, sometimes when you share those things, people judge you. Imagine that. And they um, don't want you back in their church. But I've always said, if there's something you want to talk to, to me about, um, something personal that you'd like to share, feel free to come to me, pull me aside and share with me, and I'll share whatever I can with you. But I've done things that I'm not proud of, and I um, when I heard this song, um, it is so appropriate for those of us who, you know, there a, a pastor friend of mine says, well, I really don't have a past, you know. I never drank, I never smoked, I never danced, I never did any of that. But you know what? He recognized he was a sinner still. You know, it doesn't matter if you've just told a lie or maybe you stole a pencil from work or um, you did something a little like that. Or if you've murdered or if you've committed adultery or if you, um, I can't think of that. Right off the top of my head, anything else. Those are pretty bad ones right there. But you know, God doesn't put a degree on sin. He didn't put a level on it. Right. It's level for him. It took the same amount of blood for him to shed for someone that just, you know, had a life where they lied maybe or they took a pencil here and there or they took something here and there or the person that murdered. So we put degrees on sin, but there are none. With Jesus, it's level. And when he was crucified, the blood that he shed covers all of those sins. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter. He is a redeemer. Amen. I stand as proof. I had a job that I worked one time, and I asked a the lady. They wanted me to head up a specific department, and I said, why? And she said, because God is a redeemer, and he's redeemed you from that past, and he wants you to serve him. So this is called Jesus Let on the Ground. Listen to the words. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior today, today is the accepted time. Oh, oh, oh. 
my Lord has done. You see your stature in life means not a thing to God's Son. It makes no difference to Jesus if you're great or you're small. For in the eyes of the somebody leaves their home to go somewhere to do God's work we need to pray for them Amen. Uh, I'm going to ask y'all this morning I, Pam didn't know I was going to do this so she may hit me when it's over with but I'm going to ask y'all to do something this morning if you would but everybody just stand up and write, put your hands forward to, to Pam you don't have to come up here but just raise your hands up to God and I'm going to pray over Pam I'm going to bless her on this adventure she's on. And I want her to receive power from God. We know how good she is, right? Amen. But I want the world to know how good she is too. And her words that she speaks have power. There's people in this room that wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for Pam. I know that. But you that are here for this church, we want to support Pam and what she does and love on her as much as we possibly can. We don't have her here very often anymore. But we're going to work on that too. Okay? So if you don't mind, I'm going to pray with you. Dear Heavenly Father God, I anoint Pam this morning with your Holy Spirit. 
that every word that she sings, every verse that she copies, everything that she does on this new CD, that it will become a great tool that radio stations, people in their cars, people in their homes, wherever they are, that that CD gets played, that somebody's life gets touched by God. Amen. And that her words ring true. Her blessing is her voice. And she uses it for the good of God. But we anoint her today to travel safely, to be careful of her surroundings, watch over her, treat her with royalty and respect because she is a singer for Jesus Christ. I ask that you keep your hand on her. Continue healing her body. Make her throat better and stronger. And make her presence known throughout the world that you are her God. These things I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And one more thing. Y'all know Barbara Carr, right? We love Barbara, don't we? We love us some Barbara Carr. She's going into surgery Wednesday. She has three aneurysms behind her eyes. And they're going in to fix a couple of them, I think. One or two, anyway. But whatever they do in that surgery, we need God's hands upon that surgery, too. So, Tuesday? Wednesday? Wednesday. Well, Tuesday, y'all pray. Wednesday, pray harder. And just lift her up. Let her know that we love her. Watch over her too. Okay? Les? Are you back there? You got something for me today? Yes, sir. Well, let's have it. You know, you brought the machine gun preacher. Now we got a rod throwing preacher named JR. <laughs> God sent you to straighten us out. God bless you. Be safe. Be careful. Thank you for joining us today. If you have prayer requests or need to contact us, please email us at bikerchurchwileytexas at gmail.com or call 214-283-0620. Please send all written correspondence to 303 Highway 78, Suite 103, Wiley, Texas 75098. And if you wish to make a donation, Please make all checks payable to PSMM. God bless you and have a great day.